How many know the Lord is good? Amen. Come on, God is good. Amen. How many know, you, you know we, we may not understand a lot of things, but one thing we do know, God is good, amen. And his mercy endures forever, as the Bible says, amen. Well, we started sharing uh, last week a small series, kind of called mini-series, really, on, called Encounter, uh, the power of daily devotions. And we talked about last week about how that we are created for a relationship and we are created for, uh, for the Lord and relationship with Him and what that looks like and uh, gave some scriptures there. And so if you want to uh, go back and listen to that, you can. But one of the things I was, uh, as I get into this, really the second part, I want to talk about daily devotions. It's so powerful, our relationship with the Lord every day. Um, but you know, how many, for the, your New Year's resolution, maybe you didn't say it out loud or write it down, but in your heart you're like, I want to read the Bible more, I want to pray more, I want to get to know the Lord more. Come on, I want to draw closer anybody. That's great. I think every one of us in the back of our hearts has that as a New Year's resolution. Come on. So I can say that as a blanket today. I believe every Christian here would say that. Wow, I want to know the Lord. How many know there's not one of us in this room that can say we pray too much. <laughs> I mean, there's not one of us that can say, I read my Bible way too much. I read way too much this last year. I'm just going to cool down a little bit. I'm going to back off. I'm going to, come on, anybody? Is anybody here? But how many know this is a constant need for the Lord, constant need to know him and run after the Lord and, and spend time with the Lord, and that relationship with God is unending and ever-growing, and so I want to just encourage you today, and hopefully I can really build your faith up and encourage you to spend a little bit more time with the Lord this year. Amen. In Revelation chapter 3, Verse 20, we actually ended um, the, the sermon last week with this scripture, but I want to open up with this scripture. In Revelation chapter 3, verse 20, this is Jesus speaking, and he said this, and he was, of course, speaking, addressing a church, but also, I believe, on a personal level. He said, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, and I will come in uh, with him and sup with him, and he with me. In John chapter 14, Jesus said, anybody hears my words and does them, he said, my father and I will come and make our abode with him. We'll live with him. We'll abide with him. We'll have fellowship with him. It's an intimate fellowship with him. And here Jesus is saying, behold, I stand at the door and knock. Many people said that he was, he was speaking to a church when he addressed this, but I believe that he was talking on an individual basis to each member in that church. And so therefore we can say that we can uh, take this to heart this morning and say, how many know this is the way the Lord works in our life. I mean, this is a characteristic of, of Jesus himself. He's giving us a, kind of a, a picture of the way he works. And many people say, well, the door is our hearts. That's the door of our hearts. And you've seen those pictures and sang those songs as a kid. But however that may be, the Lord still has that characteristic and that attitude of, I'm coming to you. I'm knocking. I want you to open to me so that we can have perfect fellowship. How many know that's true? How many have found that out with the Lord? Amen. Just that he just constantly is just saying, I want want to know, amen, uh, you, uh, to know you and you to know me and have this perfect fellowship, amen. And so this is what we see, and we were created for relationship, daily relationship with the Lord. That's why we were created, as the Bible uh, makes it clear. And so, you know, I, I thought about this, that a relationship with God is different than a religion about God. See, you can be involved in a, re a religion or know about a religion about God and not know God himself. Amen. How I many know a relationship is totally different, amen, than a religion? That's why when we talk to the people about the Lord, uh, many times for the first time, I'll tell them it's not about religion, it's about relationship. 
How many have ever said that to somebody? Because why? Because that's the truth. Amen. And so it's about a relationship with God, not a religion about God. And so a relationship really is forged in a, with the Lord on a daily basis. How many believe that? On a daily basis. That's how religion or a relationship is formed. Amen. But um, if you think about a marriage and think about a, a very intimate relationship like that, it's just like, how many know if you were just to, one person was to do everything and say everything and, and they were the only ones in a relationship contributing to that relationship, how many of you know after a while that wouldn't be a healthy relationship? But a healthy relationship with the Lord goes beyond a one-time experience and a one-way street. It's more than that. It's not just, amen, this one-time experience I had in church and so, you know, I'll, I'll show up every once in a while and there's some people that they just come to church every once in a while because uh, they did it, you know, when they were a kid or maybe they, they are supposed to or they should. Amen. How many know it's not about that? And it's not about a one-way street where God gives you everything and he does everything for you. And when you're in trouble, he helps you out. And when you get your back against the wall, he bails you out. How I many you know it's not a one-way street with the Lord? Amen. It's not a one-way conversation with the Lord. Amen at all, is it? And it's not that one-way re relationship. I, I think I, uh, right here just quoting this, this uh, um, pretty much my favorite church sign of all time where it says, and they put it up like once a year. I love it. It says, God wants full custody, not weekend visits. Amen. I mean, oh, that's the Lord. Amen. He wants full custody, not just weekend visits. He doesn't want you to show up in church and, and I did my thing and I've got my praise on. I, I filled, filled some religious check mark and now I can get on with my life. How many know it's a daily relationship with the Lord? Amen. Daily walk with Jesus. Amen. Well, let's pray. Father, we just thank you for today. Thank you for this uh, opportunity we have to worship, the freedom to worship, and really more than that, than this, this time that we can express our gratitude to you, our love, and express our heart to you, Lord, that we, Lord, owe you so much because you gave us so much, Lord. We, we really just owe our lives to you because you laid your life down through Jesus Christ and, and the sacrifice of Calvary for us, Lord. You loved us first. And so, Lord, that's why we love you. So today we pray, I just pray that you would just uh, move, Lord, in our hearts. And as I, I share, that you would just encourage our faith, strengthen the areas we're weak, Lord. I pray that there will be a greater outflow and outpouring of our hearts and our lives to other people around us out of our relationship with God that we have. We just pray these things in Jesus' name. Everybody said? Amen. The word devotion basically just means something that's adored, something that it's an object of worship, and it is this uh, a, a devout commitment to an object of worship. It is just a, a, that's what we would call religious, but it is a devout um, action, devout uh, heart posture towards an object of worship, an object that you worship, something that you're devoted to, that you are committed to, and there's this devotion. But it also means to love and to look upon with feelings of deep respect. And, uh, you know, we see this in the Old Testament. In the Old Testament, there was daily sacrifices. In the New Testament, there's daily prayer. Jesus talked about it. The disciples moved in it. Paul uh, wrote letters about it. He talked about a daily uh, walk with the Lord. How many know in the Old Testament, they had to have daily sacrifices? Uh, morning and evening had daily sacrifices. They had, to, uh, they had to keep the fire burning all the time on the altar so that they could make sacrifices. They had to have a, a special room in the, in the temple, in the tabernacle, just for wood. And they always had to have this crew of people that were going around 
around chopping down trees and getting, collecting all the wood so that they can put it in that storehouse and so that storehouse would be full of wood and so that the altar would never go out of fire so that the offering could be acceptable to God. It was a daily thing. It was on, uh, ongoing constantly. How many are thankful for the fire of God going amen in your life every day? And God wants us to keep that going and we see that in the Old Testament. And so I, I just wanted to share that devotion really, this daily devotion is two things. Number one, it is devotion with God, but it is also devotion to God. How many know if you have devotions with God, you're going to be devoted to God? And I, I got to say, the people that I've seen devoted to God usually have devotions with God. I mean, no, it goes together. And so that's what devotions mean. Many, many people say, well, daily devotions is, you know, we get, you know, just kind of like do this little scripture of the day and this prayer of the morning, uh, just kind of, you know, quick go thing. And uh, maybe that is for you. But I believe that uh, I want to just share and maybe it'll be a little bit more for you after today. Devotions, really, daily devotions, what I've seen over the years is that devotions destroys the concept that what happens in church and what happens during the week are two separate things. That I'm two separate people that really I got my church life, then I got my other life. Well, I got my church family, then I got my other crew. Or I'm one way in church and I'm another way during the week. Or how many know that's just not Christianity? Amen. Christianity is that we've got one life. Amen. And it's in Jesus Christ and it's a devotion with the Lord every single day. Day. That is the life we lead. Amen. And, you know, that reminds me of, of people that have said over the years, well, I've got my, you know, church life. I go to church and then I got my other life during the week and it's kind of separated. And uh, it's kind of, those are the type of people that when they come to church, they have the preacher read the Bible for you. They have the preacher tell the stories of the Bible for you because you don't know them, but you got to have somebody else tell you about it. Then you got to have somebody else tell you how to live, and then if you don't like that, then you just find another place uh, for somebody to read your Bible for you. How many know? Somebody said that re having somebody read your Bible for you is like chewing somebody else's gum, right? How many know the sensation is there, but the original flavor is left? Amen. So you got to read the Bible for yourself. You got to know God for yourself. You know what my wife and I have found over the years. Um, and then growing up in church and in ministry, I've seen it over and over and over again. So many problems in people's lives, so many issues that people are going through and dealing with can be solved by daily devotions. And a lot of times the problems that arise in people's lives, marriages, jobs and businesses is because of a lack of devotions with the Lord. Uh, come on, or a neglecting of devotions with the Lord. Uh, you know, so many times we've sat down with people and, and they're talking about this and talking about that and, and I'm struggling or, or I'm frustrated and everything. And one of the first questions I have to ask is, how's your relationship with the Lord? How's your daily walk with the Lord? Well, I read the Bible whenever I, you know, I, or I listen to a podcast and they talk about Jesus or, or I show up to church a couple times a month or a week or whatever, uh, I show up a week or whatever, or a year and, and I go to, you know, and how many know, so many things can go right back to our daily walk with the Lord. Amen. I've just seen that in my own life. I've, I've seen it. And when I get to a place where things aren't happening or whatever's frustrating, I say, how is my walk with the Lord every day? What am I doing daily with the Lord? How am I sharing my devotions with the Lord? Amen. How many know uh, when you do that and you've ever done that and you said, you know what? I'm just going to take some time. I'm going to read. I'm going to pray. I'm just going to spend time with the Lord. How many know some of your problems have just kind of 
disappeared a little bit or dissolved or weakened a little bit. Amen. The mountains don't seem so big and the problems don't seem so heavy when we spend time with the Lord. Amen. We have that perspective. And so daily devotions, uh, just wanted to share a couple things. Daily devotions to me has been this. Number one, it's recognition. It's just I'm recognizing the Lord. I'm honoring the Lord. I'm, I'm saying that, Lord, I recognize you as my Savior, my Lord, my provider. I'm recognizing you. So how many know it's recognition? And we have daily devotions with the Lord. It's just simply recognizing him in your life. Amen. And how many know as, as a married couple, it's hard to live with somebody and not recognize them, right? I mean, some people are good at ignoring people, but it's kind of hard, especially if you live in a smaller space or, you know, and you're kind of bumping into each other all the time. It's hard, isn't it? You got to recognize each other, but, you know, this is what we do. And so daily devotions is also dependence. That's what it is. It's a dependence on the Lord. The Bible says that our sufficiency is not of ourselves, but it's of God. That we, we are depending on him. How many are depending on the Lord? Amen. And, and no, I'm not talking about when you get in trouble, when the money gets low, and when you, you spent crazy and, and now you, you owe some bills and you're like, God, I need help, right? I mean, those are good prayers. That's okay. God answers those. But that's not the only time to seek the Lord. That's not the only time to spend time with the Lord. But we come to the Lord every day dependent on him. Amen. And the third thing is desperation for God. Really, that's what it is. It's when I have daily devotions with the Lord, I'm just letting the Lord know I'm desperate for you. I'm not looking for a handout. I don't want this, all these things from you. I just want you. And I'm doing it out of obligation because I have to, or I should. I should do it as a, as, a, as a pastor. I should do it as a dad. I should do it because I'm a Christian. No, I'm doing it because I'm desperate for the Lord. I want to know him. Amen. Like Paul, I want to know him. Amen. I don't care how long you've been saved. That heart cry never leaves you as a, as a believer, does it? I want to know him. Amen. Amen. And so that's what Paul was saying there. Let me just give you some scriptures about daily devotions and search this uh, years ago and, and just really search for myself. What does the Bible say about it? And I think one of the most common scriptures that we could talk about today is in Matthew chapter six, verse nine. Amen. It's that prayer. Amen. What is that prayer? Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. What? Give us this day our daily bread. Our daily bread. Looking to the Lord. You've seen that meme about that little girl that said she knows the name of God. And it's Howard. What do you mean Howard? Well, in Sunday school they said, amen, our Father art in heaven, Howard be your name. Amen. How many know that's... Amen, that doesn't always work. But anyways, amen. So that's the very first thing Jesus taught us to pray that. He said, use this pattern. Pray according to this. Let these things be in your daily prayer. And one of them, it is this desperation, this dependence, this recognition of the Lord. Amen. Give me today what I need from you today. Amen. My daily bread, my daily nourishment that I get from the Lord. My, amen. Knowing that you are my source, knowing that you are my help. Amen. Lord, I need it from you today. Amen. So it's that. In Psalms 55, verse 16, David said, As for me, I will call upon the Lord, and the Lord will save me. Evening and morning and noon will I pray. I will cry aloud. He will hear my voice. In Psalms 86, he said, Be, be merciful to me, O God, for I cry to you daily. Psalms 145, Every day will I bless the Lord, and I will praise his name forever. Psalms 119, Seven times a day I praise the Lord. I mean, that's pretty good, isn't it? 
You know, there's just other religions that I've, I've, I've studied and, and heard about and learned some things about is that there's so many religions that are so committed to prayer. That's one of the things that, that really kind of puts Christians to shame sometimes is their commitment to going to the, the, the place of worship or the time of prayer and they stop work or, and, and they have to do this and have to do that because they are commanded or, or instructed in the religion to pray so many times a day. Amen. And, uh, and yet there's Christians who have the audience with God Almighty, uh, the creator God, and yet don't even talk to him in a week. Think about it. But David said, seven times a day I praise you. Amen. Daniel prayed three times a day, the Bible said. Cried out to God for the nation of Israel. And the Bible says and, and records that when David uh, brought back the Ark of the Covenant back into Israel, the Bible says that he appointed people to minister in front of the Ark before the Lord, making offering day and night. It had to be a daily thing. It had to be ongoing. It had to be this. David knew because if we don't do this, this is what's going to happen. If we don't worship the Lord every day, if we don't make a commitment, this is what's going to happen. Our hearts are going to get turned from God. We're going to forget what he said. We're going to get disobedient to what he said. Then we're going to bring in other idols and we're going to start worshiping other gods. And next thing you know, we're back to square one where God's not even in our midst. Think about it. And so that's why he said we've got to do this every day. We, we, we recognize the Lord. We do, let him know we're dependent on him and we're desperate for God. In the book of Acts, we see this in the New Testament, how that they set this pattern for the church. The Bible says that after the day of Pentecost, these people who were new converts in the Lord, new Christians, they continued daily in one accord in the temple, breaking bread from house to house. And the Lord added to the church every single day. Every day they were in fellowship. Every day they were praying. Every day they were, I mean, the Bible says that Peter and John and the apostles every day were in the temple preaching and teaching about Jesus. Every single day. And there was a group of people in this one town of Berea. And the Bible says these people searched the scriptures every single day they were in the scriptures. Think about it. They searched the scriptures every day to see if the teachings of the apostles were so. Amen. Isn't that commitment? Think about that commitment every day, amen, uh, coming to church and going in, into a Bible study. And some of us struggle with life groups once a year. But, I mean, think about it. They were committed every day because that's what the, the Lord had this pattern that every single day. Aren't you glad that the Lord, amen, doesn't turn off, amen, uh, you know, the, or shut down heaven for, you know, a couple days and then, you know, and he just kind of goes away and then I'll, I'll show up at Easter, I'll show up at Christmas. I mean, the Lord, every single day, 24 hours a day, 365, is constantly wanting to hear our prayers. Isn't that good? Amen. I love what the writer of Psalms says. He never sleeps and he never slumbers. Amen. But me, on the other hand, right? Think about it. Amen. He's not slack concerning his promise. He's not lazy. He's right. He's sharp about it. I mean, he's right up there. Every time I call out to him, he's right there, the Bible says. Amen. Let me just talk about devotions with God. This is so important, devotions with the Lord. So many of us look at it as a one, one uh, street, you know, one conversation with God, one-way conversation, one-way relationship. But this is a devotions with the Lord. This is a communion with the Lord. And the Bible shows us that there's times that God comes to us, isn't there? And there's, God, there's times that the Lord shows up, but how many know there's times that we come to him, we approach him? James says that we need to draw nigh to God, and he will what? Draw nigh to 
you. Amen. And, and the story of Moses and the burning bush, as we read last week, uh, when the bush was on fire and the angel of the Lord spoke, what did Moses say to himself? I'm going to turn and look to this great sight. I'm going to go closer and move towards this burning bush. And so that's that key, isn't it, to devotions, is moving to the Lord, taking a step of faith, taking the steps towards him. Amen. So many of us are wanting God to do everything for us, and I can't wait till, and God needs to do this for me, and he needs to do this. But how many know we need to turn it around and say, I need to go to him. I need to approach him. I need to seek him today. Amen. And I believe that's what devotions truly are. And we talked about last week and just wanted to share again and remind you the people in the Bible were the daily walk with the Lord. The Bible says that Adam and Eve walked with the Lord. He came down in the cool of the day and talked with them. Enoch was a guy who walked with God and so much was in fellowship with the Lord that one day God just took him, right? That'd be awesome, wouldn't it? And, and Noah walked with God and found favor with God in his generation as the only righteous one in his generation. Abraham walked with the Lord and was called the friend of God. Moses talked with God face to face and found favor in God's sight. Isn't that amazing? How many know God's still doing that? God's still, amen, wanting us to walk with him and talk with him face to face. Amen. As the Bible says, a friend would talk to his friend face to face. Amen. And the good thing to, to know about this, and one of the things that uh, as, as soon as I just really started reading scriptures and looking and, and you talk about devotions with the Lord, I always rejoice over this fact that we have access with God. We have access with the Lord. That blows my mind. The Bible says in Hebrews that through the blood of Jesus, we have audience with God. We have, amen, we can come into his presence boldly, not arrogantly, but boldly into the throne of grace. Isn't that amazing? You have access to the throne of God. You have access to God himself. I mean, the one that, that gives life, the one that created trees, and, and just at, the, at, the, uh, at one word, he, he just scattered the stars and created universes. The Bible says that as he spoke, the worlds came into being. That's pretty cool, isn't it? How much more can God, if he speaks to your situation and speaks to your heart, amen, can something be created, something wonderful happen, amen? We have access. That is so amazing. And I don't ever want to take that for granted. I don't ever want to come to the place that, uh, you know, I'm just demanding things of God. You better hear me. You better forgive me. How many know that's not what it means to have access with God? means that we come in humbly, the Bible says. We come in knowing that without grace, we don't deserve his audience. Amen, an audience with God. Without mercy, there's no way that we can talk to God the way we do. Come on, somebody. Without the blood of Jesus, there's no way that none of us could approach God and ask things of God. Amen. And make requests of the Lord and him work on our behalf because of the blood of Jesus. Amen. And isn't that, isn't that great? Because that means that every single day I have an appointment with God. Isn't that neat? How many dread those, those, those phone calls from the dentist or the doctor's appointment? Your yearly checkup or whatever. I was like, eh. Right? But how many know it's just when God says you get an appointment with me today? Isn't that amazing? You've got an appointment with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, the President of Presidents, Governor of Governors, the Leader of Leaders. Amen. Listen, if, if you're sick in your body, I want you to know you've got an appointment with a great physician. Amen. That's what I like. Amen. I've got an appointment with a wonderful counselor today. I got some issues going on. I got some problems going on. Amen. But I don't got to pay. I got an audience and an appointment. And I'm going to keep my appointment today with a wonderful counselor, my Heavenly Father, the God of all creation, amen, the one that created me and loves me and has power in his hands to do, amen, whatever he wants to do, amen. Isn't that great? You have an appointment with God today. 
I don't know about you, I want to miss my appointment. Some of us are really good at that. That's kind of a talent we've, we've adopted and we skip these appointments, but I don't want to miss my appointment with the King of Glory, the great physician, amen, the wonderful counselor today. Let me just share three things about daily devotions, what I believe they are, and that is, number one, time with God. That's obvious, isn't it? It's just time with the Lord. Someone said, well, it's about quality, not quantity, but how many know it's about both? I guarantee you that if you spend time with the Lord, if there's quantity, amen, it's going to be quality in your life. There's times that, I don't know about you, but I believe God understands it. You're running, you got this and that and everything, and you just got that word of the day, right? You just got that scripture of the day. You just got that little thing of the day. I believe God understands that. But you know, there's times where you just got to stop and you got to spend time with the Lord. I mean, no quantity is a good thing. Spending time with the Lord. Never forget, you know, as a young uh, man just learning to, to just pray for an hour, and two hours, or whatever, just spending time with the Lord. You know, and some of us say, well, I don't have that kind of time. You know, there's, there's things, just certain uh, uh, seasons in my life, I have to make time for the Lord. Come on, somebody. How many believe you make time for a lot of things? We've got to make time for the Lord. So it is quantity and it is quality time with the Lord. I love this about this relationship we see with God and Moses and this interaction and this daily devotions that they had and this uh, really this relationship they have. One of the things, um, times the Lord spoke to Moses and he said, Moses, I want you to come up to the mountain. Moses, okay, okay, got to get instructed. And he said, I want you to just be there. Isn't that neat? Okay, God, what do you want? I got this, I got that, I got my, okay, you got to speak to us. You're going to write some more tablets? What are we going to do? I mean, who's getting in trouble today, right? But he said, I want you to come up, and I just want you to be there. And there's times we have to understand that the Lord just, we just, is it the Lord, I'm just here. I'm not asking for a handout. I've got my hand up. I'm not asking for a prayer request. I'm not asking for any blessing. I just want to be with you. Never forget, a few years ago, I had the privilege of meeting an older gentleman um, in, in the Lord and just was a tremendous, tremendous Christian. And, and uh, he opened a, a training center in Bible schools. He wrote his own translation of the Bible. I mean, just an amazing, amazing uh, guy. We, we, we call a man of God an amazing guy. And, you know, one of the things I heard about him was that every once in a while, he'll get up at like 3 in the morning. He'll set his alarm. He'll get up at 3 in the morning. He'll go down, and he'll sit on the couch, and he'll just... Spend time with God. I thought that was pretty good. That's pretty good, isn't it? Usually it's like we're up because, you know, we, we ate something bad the night before or, or we're troubled about something, we're frustrated about it, we can't sleep because we got this and that going on and, and I need God and I got to pray. Can you imagine just getting up and just saying, here I am. I'm just here with you. That kind of really it comes, goes against our, our you know, our kind of like we got to do this, 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 Right? Spending time with the Lord. And so the Lord, I believe, like Moses, sometimes calls us and he says, just be there. Just be there. Amen. We're not asking for anything and we're not, we're not demanding anything. I love this scripture Jesus taught us about prayer in Matthew 6. He says, when you pray, enter into your closet. When you shut the door, pray to your Father which is in secret. And your Father which sees in secret will reward you openly. Now, we're not after reward. How many know that's up to God? That's not why we're going there. But he makes it clear where God is. He's in secret. He's not just, okay, and, and I believe God can do that. But there's times where we just got to go into the closet, shut the door. Come on, you got to spend time 
with the Lord. Someone said, well, I don't need to. I'm, I'm on the go. God understands. I can do that. You know, I'm just this and everything. That's great. That's, I mean, that's wonderful. But I'm going to tell you right now, for someone who actually has done that, and for pe- the people that I know, the hundreds of people that do that all the time, there is an amazing experience with God. There is an amazing encounter that you can have with the Lord on a daily basis if you spend time with him. Amen. When you recognize him above everything else, Lord, I'm busy today. I'm really got a crazy schedule. I mean, we're going in a hundred different directions, but I'm going to wake up a little early so I can spend time with you. Amen. How many know the Lord honors that and he rewards you openly as Jesus taught us? Sometimes we just need to unplug. There's some rules of unplugging that we have. And um, I like what one parent says. They have rules of unplugging. Uh, in their house of all the devices so they can spend time together. Some of the rules are hang up to hang out, (laughs) disconnect to connect. How many know sometimes you just got to disconnect from the world, from what's going on in your life, some of the things, amen, to connect with God? Come on, somebody. I know a lot of people, they just don't feel connected to God because they're they're not disconnecting from some other things enough that they can connect with the Lord. Amen. So it's spending time with the Lord. It's knowing God, walking with him, interacting with him. And then thirdly, it's pursuing God. Amen. It's being where he is. It's wanting to be where he is. And David, no matter where he was in his life, he always said, Lord, I want to be in your house. My heart is to be back in the house where God lives. That's where I want to be. I want to be back in God's presence. The Bible found, uh, said that David found himself on the backside of the desert being chased by Saul, living in a cave, and his, ultimately his desire said, I want to get back into the house of God. I want to be where God is. I want to be where God lives, amen? And so I believe that's part of it, and that pursuit of God, amen, that drawing close to the Lord. And we all know the scripture, what does it say in Psalms 91? He that dwells in the secret place shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Amen. When we we live in that secret place with the Lord. Again, and I know it's just, I don't know about you, but I I thought about, you know, years ago, it's like, I'm going to have this prayer room, right? And and anybody ever do that, try to do that? This, This place in my house where I can get away. And if you've got young kids, that's impossible. Like, that's if you don't have toys everywhere or kids stuff going on or kids running around, then, then your, your empty space is usually storage or your clutter space, come on, or whatever, right? And you run out of space and that's okay. But in my heart, Lord, I've got to have a space, amen, where I can um, pursue you and I can know you, amen. And I believe that our whole body, our whole being, body, soul, and spirit, our whole being should be in pursuit or affected in our pursuit of God. Our whole being, everything about us, body, soul, spirit, needs to be affected in our pursuit, amen, of God. And, and I just wrote some things down, the importance of everyday um, devotions with the Lord. Number one, why it's so important to me is because I need him. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I need the Lord, amen. That just, that's what worship's all about, coming to the Lord saying, I need you. I need him. I need his help. I need his strength. I need his abilities. I need his protection, his guidance. I need to hear from him. I need, come on, to know he's with me. I just need him. Come on, somebody. I need him. That's the importance of every day. And then the second thing is, is that the troubles of life, as David said, sometimes they just overtake me. So they're surrounding me on all kinds of all sides, and it's just like I get swallowed up in life, and I just need the Lord. That's why it's important to have devotions with the Lord. The enemy's plan is against me. There's accusations going on against me. David said that his enemies were reproaching him. They say to me every single day, where is your God? So how many know David needed the Lord every day? 
Because he had enemies every day. Amen. But the other thing is, I've noticed what's important, the importance of everyday devotions with the Lord, is that we have opportunities that the Lord wants to give me. Opportunities and, and assignments that the Lord has, or, or things that the Lord wants me to see, amen, and do every day. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm going to hurry through this quickly, but if you are a uh, morning person, how many are morning people? Let me see your hand. Okay. How many are night people? Like you're, how many people do it? Both. You, you, I mean, you're early morning, you're at night. Okay, you burn candle at both ends, right? How many are night people, but you're forced to be morning people? All right, you got those people. The other people that you need to stay away from the first 15 minutes of work, just let them go. Let them grumble, do their thing, growl a little bit, and then have their coffee, and then, then we'll have our meeting, right? Amen? So there's some people you get up in the morning, but let me just say this. There's a lot of scriptures about Early devotions, early morning devotions. Did you know that? So if you're an early riser and that's when you have your time of devotions, these scriptures are for you. In Psalms 119, David said, I prevented the dawning of the morning. I cried and I hoped in your word, God. In, in Psalms 5, my voice you will hear in the morning, Lord. And in the morning I will direct my prayer to you. I will look up. Did you know, remember that the resurrection of Jesus happened in the morning, amen. Some of the greatest victories in the Bible happened in the morning, amen. Moses, the Bible says, got up in the morning and he stood before Pharaoh. The Bible says that David rose up early in the morning to face Goliath, right? Jehoshaphat, when he was outnumbered by the armies, amen, him and Judah began to sing early in the morning and amen, and God began to work on their behalf. So those are the scriptures for early morning people. What have I noticed about seeking the Lord in the morning and, and early morning devotions is for me, this is is one of the things I've noticed is that, number one, it sets the course for my day. It honors God before anything else. It creates discipline and, and uh, uh, healthy habits in my life. And then it builds faith by living above my emotions. Amen. When I don't feel like it, when I'm tired, when I'm run down, I kind of just have that opportunity to build my faith and live above that. Amen. But let me just throw out this scripture in Proverbs chapter 8, verse 17. David said this a couple times. But he said this in Proverbs 8, or um, Solomon wrote this in Proverbs. David said it in Psalms. I love them that love me. This is the Lord speaking. And those that seek me early shall find me. David said when at one point, he said, early will I seek you, Lord. So again, now let me just say this. That's not just for early morning. When the Bible says that those that seek me early shall find me, that also means early to be early at any task. It means before you have to, before there's trouble, before decisions and choices about the future, and even while you're young, early in your life, seek the Lord while you're young. Seek the Lord early in your life. Amen? So for those of you who are not morning people, that's a good scripture. Amen? But let me lastly just show you and talk about the devotions of Jesus. And this is our greatest example, really, isn't it? Jesus, while he was on earth, I mean, he just healed multitudes of people and taught all the time and went for hours and hours and hours. And, and when people got hungry at his sermons, he provided lunch. And then, amen, when, when they were sick and uh, during his meetings, he just started healing people. Uh, a friend of his died and he, he raised him from the dead. I mean, that was Jesus. He was amazing, right? But Jesus still recognized his need, amen, to spend time with his father every day. The Bible says in Mark 1, in the morning rising up a great a while before day, Jesus went out, departed into a solitary place, and prayed. In Mark 6, 46, the Bible says what Jesus was preaching and healing people and teaching, and there's all these people around. The Bible says that Jesus sent them away, his disciples away as well. 
And the Bible says he departed to a mountain to pray. Amen. And there's many other times that the Bible says that Jesus on the Mount Transfiguration, the Bible says he took Peter, James, and John up to the mountain and he went to pray. The last hours of Jesus' life, the last day of his life, what did he do? He went to the garden and he prayed. He looked and he sought the Lord. In his greatest uh, 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 time in his life, the most stressful, agonizing, painful time in his life, what did he do? He sought the Lord. He got away. Amen. He, he said, I need to get away and I need to seek the Lord. I need to, because he recognized, amen, that I, I of myself cannot do these things. Amen. That the Father through me does these things. Come on. Is that what Jesus said? I can of myself do nothing. It's the Father. Amen. That, and all these words that I speak, I hear the Father speak them. Amen. That's what Jesus said. So he showed his dependence on the Lord. And then he absolutely showed his desperation or his, his desire for the Lord. Amen. His passion to be in the Father's presence. Amen. I love that about Jesus. And so I'm taking my cue from him. Amen. That sometimes you've got to get away and you've got to spend time with the Lord. Amen. How many believe that? Amen. Our devotions with the Lord is about spending time with him, knowing him and pursuing him because we were created for relationship. We were created for worship. We were created for that. Amen. Daily relationship with the Lord. How many? Amen. Can just say, brother, that maybe my New Year's resolution, my new, 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 newer Resolution, amen, is to spend time with the Lord, amen. amen. Can we stand on our feet today? I want to encourage you. Amen, and, and you know, there's so many wonderful things. I wish our team could do this, that we could provide resources for you on, uh, there's just so many awesome apps and uh, um, Bible studies and, and so many things that really kind of aid and strengthen your daily uh, walk with the Lord. Never forget years ago, uh, we had the uh, one-year Bible, and you know, we remember that, and you'd read certain scriptures every day, and you got through the whole Bible in a year. I'll never forget one, one time, I said, you know what I'm going to do? I, I did this, and I, I just went through all the, the four Gospels, and I just wrote notes on all the four Gospels, on what were the key scriptures, what were the key thoughts, what was the main point, and uh, it, just, it just brought the scriptures alive. And it really just saw, I, I saw Jesus in a different light when I did that. You know, I want to just encourage you, write out some of the scriptures, do a character study. Do a study on, on David and how that he, even running from Saul, God met him, amen. And how that, amen, when he was uh, really defeating Goliath, amen, God was doing something much bigger in his life. You know, you can do a character study. You can do a study on Jesus himself. How many times Jesus healed people? How many times Jesus talked about, amen, the end times or, or whatever? Uh, you can do these things. And how many know when you do these things, it is really sharing this devotion with the Lord? All of a sudden, how many have ever just started kind of a Bible study or something, and, and uh, you all of a sudden you just felt like the Lord speaking to you a little bit different or clearer? You just saw some things. How many know you wanted to pray more? You wanted to be in church more? You wanted to be around Christians more? Come on, or something. You wanted to give to people more. You wanted to serve more. That's the power of devotions. God does something amazing in our lives when we encounter him every day. How many believe that? And God wants to do something amazing in your life today. And I believe that this year, if we just say, Lord, we're just going to, amen, go a little bit further with you. We're going to just take a little bit uh, greater steps of faith in our life and maybe push some things away. Maybe unplug on some things and, and really plug in a little bit more to you. Amen. The Bible says in Acts chapter 4, amen, this was talking about. Amen. The disciples, the crowd that had had been uh, accusing uh, the disciples, but also the crowd that had gathered because they heard that uh, this guy, this lame man, was healed. And the Bible says that 
uh, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, this was also the leaders of the day, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, they perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, but they marveled because they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. They knew so much about Jesus, and yet they didn't have a degree. They knew so much about Jesus, and yet they didn't know much about Roman tradition and Roman law and Jewish customs and stuff, but yet they knew about Jesus, amen. They knew all, all the things about Jesus, and I don't know about you, but I want people to say that about my life, amen, that, amen, he may not have a whole lot going for him, but I know one thing, he spends time with the Lord, he knows Jesus, he knows the Lord, amen. I want people to say that about your life and our life, amen, that we know the Lord, amen. And as we said in the last week that God knows you, he wants you to know that, and he wants you to know him, amen, and that happens what? Through daily fellowship with the Lord. How many can you lift your hand to heaven and say, I'm just so thankful for God's, amen, love and grace and mercy and strength every single day. I don't know about you, but amen, as we lift our hands today, say, Lord, I want to, amen, dedicate my time to you just a little bit more this year, a little bit more time in your word, Lord, a little bit more, Lord, just show me in areas and times that I need to just take a, a moment and talk to you a little bit and spend time with you, not just in desperation, not just because out of obligation or I should and it's something I should do, but I want to do it out of desperation for you. I want to know you in a greater way this year, Lord. I want, Lord, to see things in the word and through the the scriptures, Lord, that I've never seen before. Not that I can just get on YouTube and give this new revelation of the end times, but Lord, that I can just say, wow, I see God in a different way. I, knew, I know him in a fresh way. And I know, Lord, some of us have been serving you a long time, walking with you a long time, but Lord, I know that there's certain things about you, Lord, even now that we just see that it blows us away. We've never seen that before, and we just love you, Lord. So, Lord, I just thank you today that, Lord, not one of us in this room can say that we prayed too much, we read our Bible too much, that we, that we spend too much time in your presence, Lord. All of us have this need, this vacuum, this God-sized vacuum in our lives that we need you more. We need you more in our daily lives, in our daily uh, thoughts, in our daily, uh, really kind of our emotions. Everything that we do every day, we need you in it more. And so, Lord, help us today. Strengthen us. Encourage us. Amen. That, Lord, where we can do it. Lord, I just pray all these things in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. amen.